0: This is Father Kevin Hale with a homily for the 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time, the 23rd of July. Over the last few months we've experienced, within our own country, some really shocking and tragic events that have changed many people's lives permanently. Whether it be political decisions about the future of our continent or violent attacks on our streets, to the loss of life in the Grenfell Tower disaster. But what we also see in each of these dramas is, as a result of the evil and suffering that was perpetrated, we see the manifestation of a great deal of virtue and goodness. People rally and come together never so well as when we respond to human or natural disasters. Jesus always teaches us in the manner not only of a great teacher, but as the supreme teacher. And he uses not just abstract theological language, which we can't relate to, but examples from everyday life, especially by using the parables, which, like poems and songs, are multi-layered and inexhaustible in meaning. Last week it was the parable of the sower, this week it's the wheat and the weeds. An enemy has come to sow weeds amongst the wheat, so that they grow side by side, good and evil coexisting together. This says something very fundamental about our spiritual experience, because very often certain types of good in this life would not exist unless paired with certain types of evil. We believe that in a higher world this will be otherwise, but whilst in this world and in this body, the fact is that certain types of good would not exist unless paired with certain types of evil. In heaven this will not be the case, but here and now in this sinful and conflictual world, this is the reality. Certain goods would not exist without particular kinds of struggle and even wickedness. Examples of this would be A small child, starting school or nursery. Perhaps we can just about remember the experience ourselves of starting school and the feeling of being wrenched from the security of home and from parents and being dropped into this strange alien environment that is school. Or think of the teenager of 18 years old or so who leaves home for the first time to go to university. I can remember vividly leaving home for the first time when I headed off for the seminary at a similar age. With all those feelings of anxiety and of being on your own for the first time. Think of the young man or woman setting out for the first time for work after qualifying for their particular career. Think of that huge anxiety and tension that's felt when we got our first job. In all of these cases, deeper maturity, experience and ultimately joy would not be possible apart from suffering and think of someone who struggled with a chronic illness or disease for many years I think about some of the people that I've known and ministered to down the years in different parishes and in this one in many cases you can ask the question would this particular person have grown in the virtues of patience courage or depth of soul without their particular cross and suffering. People would want to take that illness away from them, have it got rid of. But lots of virtues would not come about unless that person had struggled and suffered in the way that they did. Push that even further, and perhaps being controversial, but following what St Thomas Aquinas says, would the shining virtues of a St Maximilian Kolbe or St Edith Stein or a Dietrich Bonhoeffer have emerged without the wickedness of the likes of Hitler and Stalin and their evil regimes. This is not a justification for their wickedness, but as St Thomas says, without the cruelty of the tyrant, we would not have the patience of the martyr. In a higher world, as I say, it will be otherwise, but here below... Only certain types of goodness and holiness appear when they're provoked by certain types of evil. But if in our enthusiasm to eliminate some of these evils in our world today, we're like the men in the parable who say to the owner of the field, let us tear up these weeds, or we say to God, tear up all these evils and sufferings now, then we will eliminate huge swathes of positive experience and moral excellence. None of these are easy questions and we can never clear up all the puzzles of life by our own analysis or solutions of them. But in its very provocative way, this parable shows us a path and a pattern for life. Like it or not, wheat and weeds grow up together in this world. Tearing up the weeds isn't always the right answer because the wheat can sometimes be compromised. So Paul reminds us in the second reading that the Spirit comes to help us in our weakness. Our faith gives us, first of all, the ability to discern the wheat of truth from the weeds of falsehood. And secondly, the means to overcome my tendency to follow my instincts. The parable of the wheat and the weeds ends with the words, let the wheat and the weeds grow together until harvest time. Our lives coexist with everyone else on this earth, the good and the weak, the virtuous and the wicked. We have to live as God's children, alongside those who are confused and misled, as well as those who have the truth that we share. As we live and move in the world, as we progress towards our eternal destination, we always remember that we are children of God, living like wheat amongst the weeds, but always in his presence and in His sight, together with and invoking the maternal intercession of Mary, who is our Immaculate Mother. Let us pray. Show forth, O Lord, to your servants favour and mercifully increase the gifts of your grace, that made fervent in hope, faith, and charity, they may be ever watchful in keeping your commands.